0: the streams podcast
1: Trust the streams podcast kip and Kane.
0: season four is here new content in all our favorite segments like listen up hometown heroes useless full information calling men in and many more the ion brothers are back everybody
1: Cross the Streams podcast, season four, episode four. We got a returning guest, Coach Garrett Kelly, is joining us again. If you guys remember, back in season three, uh, Coach Garrett and I were lucky enough to meet each other in uh, Phoenix, the the desert sun of the College Basketball Academy this past summer. Great coach, was part of the NBA uh, assistant coaches program. I want to let him update everybody on where he's at, but coach, welcome back to the show. Yeah, man. So tell everybody, you know, what what you've been doing all season. It's it's amazing how fast this, the actual like once hoop season starts, it's like just fast forward five months and then everybody catch back up. But where, where'd you spend the year? You and I had a chance before we started taping uh, to kind of catch up uh, what you've been doing. But I thought it's, it's a great story, a unique place that you spent the season. Update the listeners to, to what you've been up to in the basketball world.
2: of a season of uh, doing some scouting and some player evaluation stuff, but but no real coaching, no on the court with a team every day, and uh, it really, really bugged me, and so I was fortunate to jump back into the business this year on the coaching side uh, with a private boarding school in Georgia, North Georgia, it's about two hours north of Atlanta, called Raven Gap Nakuchi School Uh, it's over 100 years old Uh, excellent tradition academically and with the uh, arts and music departments, and uh, they just got a brand new head of school, a guy by the name of Jeff Miles, uh, who has uh, been previously with a school in North Carolina called Christ School, that has produced uh, some big-time uh, basketball players at the NBA college level. Uh, they got a good football program, and he's he was there for 20 years. Came down to Raven Gap, took over as head of school, and uh, one of his priorities was to. Uh, reinvigorate the athletics program. Uh, Him and I got together and uh, he invited me down to help uh, coach Roger Cox, who's the head coach down there. And I was fortunate to uh, kind of get my basketball fixed back. I was uh, head coach of the JV team and I was player development coach for the program. So we we'd have hour long workouts at 6:30 in the morning every day. And then we'd come back for practice in the afternoon. And then, uh, or I should say JV practice in the afternoon and varsity practice in the evening. And then the gym would be open later on in the evening for guys that wanted to get shots up or, you know, extra workouts in or whatever it might be. So, uh, I definitely got my, uh, on court basketball fix and, uh, and really, really enjoyed the experience working with young people. Uh, school is mostly international students. Uh, over 300 kids from 54 different countries, um, and it was just a just a totally different experience than what I was used to, and I absolutely loved it. Had a great time. Uh, we were fortunate to have a uh, winning season and finished 16 and 14, I believe. We got to the third round of the state playoffs,
1: and we won our conference tournament for the first time in school history. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking, I'll make sure I share online uh, at RG underscore Eagles. And there's, I mean, just looking at the campus you mentioned to me before we got on, you know, just tucked away in the mountains and the picture they use as their profile. Absolutely. looks like it's tucked away in in, in the back of Georgia. Uh, What was rusty for you, coach? Like, when you got, you know, like you said, you spent the year, you were you were in the game the previous year, but like, what was Rusty getting back into the actual, like, I have a team, we got a game, I'm in charge? What, what skill set do you think took a little bit of time to get back in the flow for you? Um, I think just, uh, I'm, I'm a big planner,
2: so I would have plans and, you know, checklists and all those type of things. Um. But you can play all you want until you meet the kids, mm-hmm. you know, meet the players, and get a chance to, And every you know, you meet everybody for the first time, and they, they put on a, a
1: certain, uh, you know, aura of how they're going to go about how they're going to do business, but uh-huh. then, you know, classes start, it's a co-ed campus, so there's girls there. <laughs> distractions um, abound. You know, they, <laughs> distractions everywhere, so things change, and then you have to be able to
2: adapt, and, and there really is no, you can plan all you want, you can spend weeks and weeks planning, but until the season starts and games start coming at you, and, and guys twist their ankles, and guys get dumped by their girlfriend, and guys fail an English exam, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything changes, you know, their schedule changes, the timeline changes, uh, and you just got to adapt to it, mm-hmm. and so, now, I wouldn't say it's rusty, but you just, you know, you just got It was really exciting. It really gets you going when when things change, or you lose a game that you thought you should have won, or you you thought you implemented. I was dealing with fourteen year olds. Some of the kids were fourteen years old, and you know, I thought I like had a plan for implementing this offense or this play set, and
1: then two weeks later, I look up and nobody even knows it. (laughs) Been there, been there. Yeah, there's no time to be adding wrinkles to something that we don't know the original. So right uh, just just learning uh how the young people
2: learn you know really and uh it's teaching at the end of the day it's what, i think that's what coaching is, is is helping people learn something new and, and come together as a group and as a unit and try and get the best out of them and uh, you know we, we approach that i think with the jv team they, they played like a uh kind of abbreviated 15 game schedule um but the varsity was much more hands-on. I was much more hands-on with them, with the player development side, and trying to help those guys go from
1: being, uh, uh, you know, kind of an average high school team to getting over 500 mm-hmm. and competing for their conference championship. And then some of the guys that are have aspirations to play college basketball, trying to help them uh,
2: develop the routines and habits of a, a person that can play at the next level. So that was. Uh, something that I felt comfortable doing, but again, you got to meet the person. You got to be yeah. an
1: individual. You got to
2: build a relationship with them. Uh, you got to spend time with them. You got to have meals with them. You got to do stuff that has nothing to do with basketball with them, so that you can start to figure out how they tick and how they learn, and and, uh, and build a relationship. So that, that all that stuff was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: the for you was it. Is it getting back into, you know, you were at so many different levels, you know, you've done D1, you've been involved with the G League, you've been around the NBA, so coming back did you have an expectation, like you mentioned being a planner, same here with me, like I've got, you know, this is what I think is going to be able to work, was it, did you have expectations too high schematically or about right based upon, you know, I got a younger, I got a younger player, I got a younger team, we're going to have to do X rather than Y, which I would like to do, but that just might be above the level. Yeah,
2: I think it was definitely a simplified game plan or lesson plan. I would say it wasn't nearly as many wrinkles or uh, you know intricacies in the teaching. It was much more um, kind of foundation, basic stuff. Yeah. Um, but then as you get into these high school games, uh,
1: I see shit that I've never seen in my life happen on a regular basis. With yeah. The games and with the referees and with just like the way
2: you know young teenagers handle. Uh, adversity or, you know, within a game itself, mm-hmm. you know, a high, you know, high-intensity game or a big rivalry game. You see these kids just, you know, they just act different. And uh, we had a game this year where the opposing team uh, it was a big rivalry game. We had to win this game and have a chance to win our conference championship. They dumped
1: tw- uh, three times in warm-ups, which resulted in three technicals during oh the the game. These were bench technicals,
2: so automatically the head coach is ejected. What? Uh, we start oh. the game up with six free throws before they even jump the ball. So we get six straight free throws. I think we make five of them. We get the ball and make a three pointer.
1: We're up eight nothing. There's like five seconds into the game. Right. going of head coach. Oh my. So it's just like, God. just <laughs>
2: chaotic stuff that happens.
1: Yeah. Look around. Like, have you ever seen anything like this? That, that couldn't possibly be uh, brought up in the staff meeting before. Like that wasn't no, a contingency. No, <laughs> no not a plan. I was not planning for this, but like. and uh, now 15 years here at Raven Gap, and he just kind of looks at me and just smiles like, yep, this is, uh, you know, I haven't seen that one before, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And uh, so you just kind of
2: roll with it. and uh, But now there, there was kids. Uh, we had a point guard who's a sophomore. Uh, we got a shooting guard, two of them uh, that are juniors, and a wing player that's a junior that are, they take the game very seriously. They come in the morning. They get their workouts in. They kind of develop these routines, um, and they, they have habits of just you know listening, mm-hmm. and taking coaching, taking criticism. You know, not like being offended or upset when when I challenge them or tell them they did something wrong. And mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of fun to coach. And, and that's just what you know, players at any level, regardless of their um, you know physical ability or skill level. That you know, if they accept coaching, if they're willing to work at it, and they're willing to kind of work on their their weaknesses behind closed doors. Um, you see uh, you know, consistent uh, improvement throughout the year, and then you start to see them implement some of the things they're working on in the game. And then you know, you see them kind of look over at the bench and wink at you after they make a shot make yeah. a
1: play, and it just, it's yeah. just fun. You know, just yeah. basketball and
2: then, you know, working with people that love basketball at any level is just a lot of fun.
1: For you off the floor, Coach, was it Georgia? Is that is that a different experience than where, what you've been used to? Not too bad. I okay. grew up in Asheville, North Carolina, which is about 90 miles north gotcha. of the school, so I wasn't far. I had some family in the area. Uh, they put me up just off campus in a in a nice little cabin, so I had
2: you know a place to myself, which was kind of cool. And uh, you know, just it was fun. We just jumped into the season head first, and you know, I would practice with the guys um, with the varsity team, so I you know get home at the end of the night and on the court for six or eight hours right. throughout the day with morning workouts and afternoon and evenings and then playing uh, and of course I can't you know step onto the court and let any of these guys kick my ass <laughs> so to try to at least pretend like I can still play but you had to turn
1: be, it up you know, a, a little bit yep. uh, oh, so yeah oh So I'm coming home taking an ice
2: bath by myself <laughs> and try not to limp the next
1: day but it, it was just fun I that's just great all that stuff I love the
2: game so much and, uh, yeah But now, I'm back in New York now, and uh, we started our assistant coaches program uh, back up. We actually started in December this year, where we went to the Q-League Showcase, and we kind of had
1: our orientation there Mm -hmm. with 15 new candidates, and uh, we're off and running. That 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 was going to be my next, Yeah. That was going to be my next question for you is, is what's the status of the, of the program and you. So that's great. You're back up. I'll make sure I relink when we post this episode to your previous time with us, you know, going into depth about the assistant coach program. But I we got you back on today, too, because I thought you had a great idea. Um, you know, a lot of times on the podcast, I lead the discussions and I, I, I'm asking all the questions and you decided we should flip the script and you're going to come at me today with some questions, which will be fun. We're going to take our first break and then we'll come back back and we will we will let you take over and i got to be in the hot seat and have some answers ready great
0: cross the streams podcast is available now via soundcloud or the apple podcast app and be sure to follow us across our social media platforms on instagram at cts podcast on twitter and facebook at cross the underscore stream
1: all right we're back we, like we mentioned before, we want Coach to be uh, asking me the questions now. So, Coach, the floor is yours. I'm in open, I got open mic time in front of me. Here we go. All right, so just, just some, some quick basics
2: to get out of the way. Uh, you are the head men's basketball coach at
1: William Met University. Willamette uh, University, yep. Willamette, Willamette. damn it, is our t shirt. That's what we like to wear around because it's it? a hard one to say. <laughs> <laughs> Salem, Oregon, the capital city of Oregon, about 45 minutes south of Portland. Okay, so you kind of uh, looked at it on the map, and it's on like, a, I'm not sure what the highway is, but it takes you right yep. like up. Oh, for sure. If you get on I-5, yeah, if you just, like, you fly into Portland, you can jump I-5 and go north all the way to Vancouver, uh, uh, British Columbia through Seattle. You can go south from Portland through Willamette. You hit uh, Eugene where the Ducks are. You can take that all the way to L.A. and San Diego if you want to. Awesome. Awesome.
2: So just give us a a brief description, uh, if you can,
1: of your coaching philosophy. I I yeah. heard some coaches ask, you know, give me three words or I'd right, right. rather just hear like almost if you had to type it into Twitter on yes. forty characters or yes.
2: you know, three to five sentences on what you what you believe in your
1: core beliefs. I think my core coaching philosophy revolves around teaching life skills via the best game ever invented, which is basketball. So our philosophy oh is to make sure the lessons that the game pro- pro- provides us, whether it's scoreboard, time and place, hustle, competitiveness, all those we are going to try to frame as how it applies, not just to this moment in ball screen defense, but to your life going forward. Right. right. I imagine with uh, with the level of the Division
2: three level, it's a much healthier balance of academics, mm-hmm. social, to, you know, we understand that you're coming out of pocket to come to this school mm-hmm. and sacrificing time and, and energy and, and effort, and we understand that balance. That was my kind of recollection from being uh, at the Division three level with Catholic U. There's much, a much healthier,
1: okay, you have school, we're leaving you alone right now. Right. And it wasn't just constantly, you know, we need something from you, whether it be your time or your money or your effort or your energy or whatever yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a great framing of it. I think it's we're lucky enough. I, I think the thing at D3 is can you find a way to, to give a damn in all aspects of your life and the university will provide you time and resources to do that. So do you want to really care about your development as a man, your development as a student, and your development as a player? And we're going to give you the ability to do all three without trying to prop one up over the other. Um, but it's up to you how much of that give-a-damn do you want to put into all of them. Right. right. Like when it's time to do basketball, yep. you can go all out yes. and get way better and really improve and really dig into you know, figuring out ways to improve and, and putting forth the effort. But it's not the, not the only thing we're right. So it's uh like for I think the best way to, to to frame it is so you know if you go and you coach you've been a Division One when they go to get classes they got to check with the coaches like when do we have practice like I can't take this class because of practice or we have film or weights and so their class has got to be around the basketball program's plan at Willamette I got to get all their schedules you know in August when everyone's registered and then as a staff we got to sit down and figure out how do we find right. universal time for our twenty guys but now. Now, once you're there, in that whatever time we decide, we we hope that you are your give a shit is just as high as that kid that's on scholarship somewhere else. Yeah, that's great. I love
2: that. I've had uh the different experiences. One of them, you know, one division one coach was, you know, I, I want them to have their free time. I think it's
1: important that they have lives outside of this this team and this program. Mm-hmm. And I really like I like that said, you know, I, I want to take up every second of their time right. show me their schedule, and I want to be, be able for them to account for every second of their day. Right. And, uh, you know, there's just you know, more than one way to go about doing yeah. this. and I, th- I think on my end... ...at time, like, it's just too much, man. You're going to burn these kids right. out, or, or they right. can't possibly develop the, the skills they need uh, in the real world if, if somebody is babysitting them 20 hours right. a day. That's 100%. I think I agree with you. And I think where we try to, you know, we always, if you're on a campus visit with us as a recruit, we're going to show you a sample month of our team's Google calendar. And it's loaded, right? However, on there is not necessarily I've tried to take over every hour of your day. I'm trying to help you manage like you will have to in the world. You know, for me, like today, I got to make sure I talk to Coach Garrett on the podcast, but I also have a recruit on campus. I got to pick my kid up at three. I got to pick the other one up at seven. For ba- you know what I mean? So the skill of managing a packed schedule is my job, I feel like, not necessarily creating all the items on their schedule. Yeah, that's great. Love that. Um, what does it take? You, you, you played, I believe, at yep. your uh, Yep. coaching there now, too, as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, in your guys conference will say oh that's a yes this will be my i just finished my 11th year as the head coach but it's 20 overall if you take assistant and playing as well so yeah that's a great The Northwest Conference is a great league. We've got a team in the Sweet 16 in the National D3 Tournament right now. I think that's the sixth year in a row we've had a Sweet 16 team from our league. So, you know, I think what you find, Coach, D3 gets a bad rap because of that, you know, the athletic scholarship that we don't have any. So people assume, well, you know, it's book nerds that show up on the weekends. And that, that couldn't be farther from the case. You know, our entire roster is all conference, all state players that happen to have a keen idea of what else is important in life now they, they might be three inches shorter per position I think that's probably fair especially at the forward spots where six five to six six probably dominates lineups instead of six nine to six ten um, you know there's right. more 510 guards at d3 than there are in division one but I think the skill set and maybe the hoops IQ and shooting ability especially at division three is through the roof yeah. um, you know yeah. I think Right. Right. Exactly. And you've been around all levels of the game. Like the way we have to guard ball screen, and this is not putting myself or any of the other coaches above division one coaches. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying because there's less people able to just, hey, I get I need space in the ball and I'll get you 25 and 10. The schemes that people utilize and the way teams dis, uh, deploy their people are very high level. It's awesome. If you're a basketball junkie, Division Three is awesome because you're going to see a myriad of ways people are trying to attack you. Uh, but then, like, the space, like, people can shoot the hell out of it here. The ways other people guard at higher levels don't work here. So I, I think at our level, can you, can you create – and consistently make teams pay for one-on-one coverage and if that and by pay I don't mean just buckets I mean can you draw help and make plays off that help and can you also not require help as a defender Uh, we just had an you know our year we had a great group of kids we just really struggled to get stops a lot of that's on me and how we 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 taught them we got to be better a lot of that is our youth and we are not yet at the point as a group where we don't have to help on every single penetration attempt and until we all can right. win that one on one we're going to struggle in this league cuz you know you know I mean you have been around coach protecting the paint is great but when it leads to 16 made threes cuz we got a gap control cuz you can't stay in front of them we're we're not going to win so i think yeah even at division 3 and that might be universal at all levels if you can win one on one and force help and if you can win one on one and not need help you're going to be successful all right, all right that, goes, that goes to your king of the court you know yes Right. In garden space, yes, themselves. and embracing that. You as kind of, Yep. Yep. You kind of just answered my next question there, but you know, who's the best team you faced this year, and what were the characteristics that made them great? Ooh, you know, great outside one. Of, outside of good players. Right. Because I, I hear that all the time. You know, guys that didn't win, uh, we just need better players. Right. And I think it's. Of course, that's true. That's the most obvious thing you could possibly say. mm mm-hmm. um, But I just think it's a tired. Uh, no, I totally agree. A team being good or not. Being right. Right, uh, I would. Say, I'm going to give you two, and not to disregard any of the other teams that we played that beat us, because we played some phenomenal teams in our conference. Linfield and Whitworth tied. Linfield's in McMinnville, Oregon, uh, about 20 minutes, 20 30 minutes away from us. Our, our rival and Whitworth's in Spokane, Washington, right next door to Gonzaga. Those two teams split our conference championship. They both finished uh, 14 and two in league. And I would say the thing that separated them. Well, uh, Whitworth does a phenomenal job of scouting you and not letting you have what you want. And that sounds simplistic, right? And all of us are trying to do that, but they are phenomenal at if you are a systems based team or you have a couple tendencies that you rely on, they are going to do their damnedest to take it away. And then Linfield is the inverse of that in that they run one of the most unique offensive systems, I think, in the country that is counterintuitive to what a lot of people are doing now, which is space and kick. Linfield is they're utilizing the spacing to cut you to death. Um, There's a lot of flare curls, curl, stagger, slip flares, and they're putting their big at the nail. He's six eight so if you don't guard him he's going to back you down and score but they'd love your big to walk out there with him so they can cut behind it it's super unique it's super frustrating it's dying by a thousand cuts but their coach Rosenberg was the coach of the year in the league well deserved because they buy in in a system that's counterintuitive to what a lot of kids probably want to play and they they do it and I think that is uh, that's what separates those two Linfield you have to play their way and Whitworth doesn't let you play the way you want. Yes, it's, it's 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 pretty good. It's it's really impressive. Now, like you mentioned earlier, their players matter, but I think their system is so unique because they ask the four to do the same thing they ask the one. So it's not you know position specific. It's very they have. I mean, I'd I'd pay to be in their practice. Obviously, Rosie won't let me in there, but I'd love to see how they teach it because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's very impressive. Ooh, great one. Uh, I think uh, the best part of my job is the quest or the search for the answer. And I think that applies to everything in coaching. So I am free because I'm the head guy and it's my ship to steer. If I identify a problem in area A, I'm free to spend whatever time, resources, energy I want to solve it. And I'm free to deploy people, you know, whether it's my staff or my players or resources on campus to get to a solution. And I I, I really do enjoy hunting down the true question we're trying to answer or the true issue and then working on the on, on the on the solution to it, the problem solver. And sometimes that's not for me. You know, that could be my lead assistant. Chris Horton's got six assignments nice, right now for me. And I'm super excited to see what he brings back after a month. Um, our players going about how do we get them, how do we help them become the players they want to be with the limited amount of time we can see them in D3 with their crazy schedules we just mentioned and balancing out everything else in the world. But there's a way to do it. And how do we solve it? So I get to go to work every day with freedom to solve the questions I want to attack. Nobody's plopping down a, a binder of issues that I need, they need solved, and i got to do it for them. It's all how do I want to better my program, and I'm free to figure that out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, that is a unique skill to, uh, to develop as, uh, as I've gotten deeper into this business, is identifying the root cause hmm Very comfortable. Um, you, you're, there's not a lot of nonsense. It doesn't sound right. like around your program. Right. Um, there's not you're not being questioned by leadership. You know you got kind of not necessarily free reign, but it's your program. and yeah. You're going to go through and figure out ways to improve it. Um, and I think you got a great. Um, uh, I want to call it third eye, paradox. I think that would get deep. Like <laughs> right. You're, you're able to take a step back and and, and observe and report
2: and. Figure out the root cause and then go about problem solving it. So I have no doubt that you guys will um, will bounce back and and, and get back
1: on track next year. Um, Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've I've worked for four different ads now, and I'm lucky, and I know it's unique. Um, and I'm lucky to have had bosses that really are like that like hey you we, 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 as long as you're doing the stuff for the kids as people and with the grades we, we know you guys are working your ass off to solve the other side and I'm lucky in that you know I have, I have had zero meddling I've had zero I've, I just had great bosses that are either here's the resources you let me help you with this resource or I, I can't get you that one but let's try to get you this one so I know that's not the norm uh, in in our business it's always you know that that makes it harder when that isn't the norm, so I'm I'm very blessed in that regard. Yep. I know, uh, you know because
0: we're we're in sports, and at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So
2: in the entertainment business, uh, even though it's college, um, you know, there's still people that observe it as a fan. So like, no one's a fan of. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are fans of the mathematics department, but no one's going. You you're not poking your head
1: in and being like, hey, professor, you know. <laughs> Whatever, like I saw how you taught that, you know, trigonometry question. What do you think about trying kind of like this? <laughs> right, book, okay, yes. Shut up. <laughs> you know? and, and then again, there's no one that, like, there's no law. In the Everybody failed the class. The, kid, the teacher can just say, these kids are dumb. Right. Well, you know, I think there's a slogan. Um, I can't work re- Constantly with, with coaching yes. is uh, you do something that, you know, it's clearly measured in wins
2: and losses. And if you're losing, which somebody's going to lose every year, you know how right. many teams are in your conference, but uh, my mentor introduced me to the empirical numbers. It's, it's the number
1: of teams in the conference, the number of games played. Half of them are going to be won, half are going to be lost. So <laughs> I love it. You know, that happens every year. It's very, yep. very Mm-hmm. Guys practice readout anymore or something stupid like that, and, right You know you want to you know flat upside the head, but you just yeah, yeah, we're working on it, and then just kind of go back, to yeah. You know, a slogan that I got introduced to was this past year, you know, in the year that we had struggling. But just so I, I was trying to make sure I didn't allow myself or this or our staff, which and I, I got great staff members that buy in, to slide into exactly what you said. Oh, well, you know, it's just the guy's fault. If the guys would just make shots, we didn't want to be those guys. So we, we did two things. One, we tried to live by if you're only as good as the inputs, you can never claim credit for the output. And then secondly, yeah. we tried to answer anybody because, you know, just like, you know, you walk around town, you, you exist in places and people ask you, how's the season going? And it's really easy to answer that when it's a good year. Uh, when it's a, when it's yeah. a year that you don't want, we tried to, to hold ourselves to the standard. How would we answer this if our players were in the room with us? So trying to get away from, oh, you know, the kids are just terrible. No, you know, we tried to go with, you know, we're struggling, but we really love working with our group. And Because you, you would expect that as a coach, you'd lose your mind if you heard a player bad-mouthing the program, right? You'd lose your mind. So I think it's, it's harder then to hold yourself. You can't do that either, no matter how frustrated you are, no matter how much that you know, missed ball screen read is still in your brain. Just like you said, like how, how can we solve this together? Because you don't want them quitting on you, so you can't be the guy that quits on them. woohoo that's an awesome yeah. one. I would say my as a for a team, it's a championship we won. We just had that team back my junior year. We won the conference. It's the last time Willamette won the league, so that was 2000. We survived Y2K and figured figured out a way to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would say my favorite memory as a player individually was there was a conference player of the year two-time player of the year in our league and i was i had that was my job as a player was to guard the best guy um and i took a lot of pride in that but there's not a lot of accolades in that right the winning is is enough as the defensive stopper but there's no in d3 there's very few all defensive teams or any of that so after our final time playing them lewis and clark scott davis was the player phenomenal all-american player he came up to me afterwards and we talked a lot of shit to each other there was a there was a healthy competitive attacking of one another throughout our years and he said hey man it was an honor you're the best defender i've ever played and for me that that was it i was good like i didn't need anything else you know i didn't need all american this i didn't I, that was like okay it was worth it to do what i was asked to do so that, i would say that's my favorite memory that's awesome that is great Ryan, that's
2: one of the, the gauges for success for our team this year i tried to. Talk to the head coach, and he's like, hey, I don't think we're going to win more than five games. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, Well, I don't want to be a part of something like that, so let's get to work and let's figure out a way to to not do that. Uh, But I kind of challenge the players with, like, at the end of every game, you go shake hands. And if these guys are walking through that line, not looking at you, you know, especially the coaches, and they don't care, you know, you run into some guys that are just jackasses or players that are just jackasses. But if if you're, you know, in this game and you – Love this game. At the end of the competition, when it's over, I mean, I make a point. Hey, five point guard, nice job.
1: Mm -hmm. Or hey, Lefty, way to shoot that thing. Or or way to go rebound that ball. Or, you know, mention it to those kids, especially the younger kids, because they need that stuff to keep playing. That's a great point. Yeah.
2: Uh, And and same thing to the coach. Hey, coach, you you kids play hard as heck. And, and, you know, know, I love what you did with this. You know, real quick, but just keep it moving and, and give them a true compliment. Um, and, and that was my point to the players this year was at the end of this game win or lose make sure you look each one of them in the eye and shake their hand and
1: make sure that they know you gave them everything they wanted and then some mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that is a feeling that you'll be able to take with you into the offseason in the next year
2: but force these kids to respect you as a player That's and awesome. That you competed and you gave your best effort Yeah.
1: I, final four. I would say that this, this year, okay, I'm a, I'll am go background. I am notorious for choosing with my heart. So that means all the years that Georgetown was a high seed, I refuse to b- re- remember the facts that they never live up to that high seed. So I'd put Georgetown on the final four at all times. Thank, thankfully, I don't have to worry about that this year. Uh, I am a West Coast homer, coach. So I'm going to take Gonzaga. San Diego State and Oregon, and then we can add a real team to it later. Um, Maybe Kansas, although I I don't know Kansas. I have probably watched as few outside of the Pac-12 games as ever. So I typically I'll record all Georgetown games and be done with those by halftime because I know where they're headed. And then yep. the Pac-12's on late enough when I'm done with our work for the season that I can catch those. But I, So I haven't seen right. Dayton. I, 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 if I picked Dayton, it was purely because somebody on Twitter told me to pick Dayton. So I'll stick with the West Coast teams plus Kansas. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's no bracket yet. Um, and, and same thing. This year, I was uh, similar to what you're saying, I'm it is for you. It's like, I have no idea what's going on with right. this team. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, And when I talked to you last year, I was
2: scouting for the G League, I was probably watching four or five G League games a day, and then I would try to catch the NBA games that night, and, you know, watching eight, ten hours of basketball in a day,
1: so I had a pretty good feel for roster, playing styles of 60 teams, 58 teams, 30
2: NBA teams, 28 G League teams, and this year I have... Hardly any idea
1: whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to check in with some of the guys that I know. We have um, six former candidates that are on teams. That's uh, great. Leagues. I kind of just check a box score here and there. And, yeah. You know, send them a text. But really no idea what's happening. And uh, it, was, it was really refreshing because, honestly, I didn't care. I, I right. I the people, you know, in the southeast Georgia, North Carolina area. Like, Did you catch that Duke Carolina game? I'm like, no, I don't no, care. I don't. I'm uh, in a bubble. I, I have to live in my yeah. bubble right now. Yeah. Yeah, I have. the uh i'm in new york now so they got the uh, atlantic 10 tournament at barclays i'm gonna try and go catch a game Ooh, Thursday. nice and then uh big east tournament this weekend i'm gonna try and go catch a game you see that's it's, worth you it, it just to be in the places right for those two tournaments even if you don't know the teams you're in the garden and you're in barclays i'm in oh yeah <laughs> awesome awesome so i uh, will uh, be looking forward to that and then what do you got in your mba final? oh coming out yeah. Nice, coming out of the east? yeah i i'm gonna go with milwaukee but I have the Lakers yep. winning it, and once again, Coach, I'm notorious for my heart, and I'm a LeBron guy. But this past weekend, yep. really, it's certified. Even though before that it was clearly irrational fandom picking the Lakers, but they beat the Bucks, they beat, they handled the Clippers. LeBron looks yep. rejuvenated, and his give a shit level is at an all time high. So I'm gonna take the Lakers over the Bucks. I would say I'm gonna say in six. Yeah, I love it.
2: I love it. I'm a, I'm a big hip hop fan, and I would always love when. My favorite. He would always do something every four or five years. Put out an album. Put out a song. Do something
1: that just was like a not so subtle flex. Like, You're like, you like guys know, remember? Yeah. I am. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and LeBron is very good at that too. Occasionally,
2: just you know, it's a, a game here, a game there, or a big matchup or a big you know prime time game where he just is like, I'm gonna guard the other team's best player when it matters. And I'm gonna do everything on offense. I'm gonna set the
1: tone, and I'm gonna show you guys that I am not to be fucked with. Right. And, uh, yes impressed with the it makes no sense to me that he's been doing this um it's 17 yeah it is uh i l- just, what oh, about yeah. his post game now coach he's he's actually got a couple things down there that are like oh shit you can't yeah. handle that if Kawhi can't guard yeah. that then nobody can guard it no there's nobody on earth that can guard it and i see him doing a little bit more uh, Draymond became really dangerous with Golden State because he was basically playing – like he would set the ball screen for Steph, and then he would do like a short roll and get the ball. Mm-hmm. because they're guarding Steph like 35 feet away, he really catch the ball like at the three-point line, and it would be like a uh, four-on-three, mm-hmm. like a three-on-two or something. And he would just drive down the middle and make a play. And I saw LeBron doing that a little bit the last couple games. That's scary. Um, him being the screener. So he's basically like – He's the same size as Carl Malone. that's like always the body type that I yeah. pictured him
2: as. And now he's doing that. Now he's rolling, getting the the, the the ball on the on the run with an advantage, and it's like a short, you know, it's like a short transition.
1: Yeah, and AD's or, the finisher. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Dangerous. It was dangerous. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to watching some more of that and uh, catching some NCAA hoops this week, and then uh, getting into. Uh, NBA playoffs. That's and all that right. Stuff. So I'm, I'm pumped, man. I appreciate you taking the time. No, day. I love I'm having you on, Coach. That was really good. Yeah, well, I appreciate I will, you coming uh, back. I'll share, this with all the, I'll share this with all the grassroots
2: players I work with, and uh, hopefully they'll start to get an idea of uh, it is It uh, is the best part, I think. I mean, obviously, I'm a basketball junkie, but the best part about the
1: states being in the states is there's a basketball level for you. Yes. If you really want to play, there is a level for you to go play at. But they have Know, scoreboard jerseys referees mm-hmm. schedule competitive scouting reports all that I and mean, if you're a junkie and you want to play ball you can do it here you know, yes i don't think you can say the same for europe um for china for different parts of the world where some of these kids that i work with are from it's not like that so yeah that's what makes this place so unique is the levels to it and, and like you said you go to a uh, division three game in oregon and you can find a kid out there that will make 45 out of 53 in mm-hmm. and just lights you up if you blink. And yep. uh, I think that stuff is really, really cool. So I appreciate you taking yep. the time to answer the questions. Appreciate you coming on, Coach. We're going to make you a recurring guest.
0: Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.